Chapter Nine of *The Silver Princess in Oz* by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine, The Boxwood. Why, why they're all in boxes! Breathed Randy as a group with upraised hand and boxed fists advanced upon the newcomers. Chillywalla, Chillywalla! yelled the boxers, their voices coming muffled and strange through the hat boxes they wore on their heads. Chillywalla, Chillywalla, Chillywalla! echoed Planetty, waving cheerfully at the oncoming host. Shh! Psst, Princess! That may be a war cry, warned Randy, drawing his sword and swinging it up so swiftly round his head it whistled. Thun, too astonished to move a step, stood with lowered head, his flaming breath darting harmlessly into the moist floor of the forest. Chillywalla, Chillywalla, Chillywalla! roared the boxers, keeping a safe distance from Kabumpo's lashing trunk. Chillywalla, Chillywalla! Their voices rose loud and imploring. As Randy slid off the elegant elephant's back to place himself beside Planetti, a perfectly enormous boxer came clumping out of the boxwood to the left. Yes, yes, he grunted, holding on his hat box as he ran. When he caught sight of the travelers, he stopped short, and, not satisfied with peering through the eye holes in his hat box, took it off altogether and stood staring at them, his square eyes almost popping from his square head. Box their ears, box their ears, box their heads and arms and rears, box their legs, their hands and chests, box that fire-plug for all the rest, an iron-box, screamed Chillywalla, as Thun, with a soundless snort, sent a shower of sparks into a candy-box bush, toasting all the marshmallows in the boxes. Oh! Are you afraid to go about in this bare-backed, bare-faced, unboxed condition?" he panted, exposed to the awful dangers of the raw outer air. Chillywalla hastily clapped on his hat-box, but not before Randy noticed that his ears were nicely boxed too. Without waiting for an answer to his question, the boxer, with one shove of his enormous boxed fist, pushed Thun under a box-tree. Planetti had just time to leap from his back when Chillywalla shook a huge iron box loose, and it came clanking down over the thunder-colt. It was open at the bottom, and Thun, kicking and rearing underneath, jerked it east and west. "'You'll soon grow used to it,' muttered Chillywalla jabbing a dozen holes in the metal with a sharp pick he had drawn from a pocket in his box-coat. "'Now, then, who's next? Ah, what a lovely lady!' Chillywalla gazed rapturously at the princess from another planet, then, clapping his hands, called sharply, "'Bring the jewel-boxes for her ears, flower-boxes for herself, a bonnet-box for her head, candy-boxes for her hands, slipper-boxes for those tiny silver feet, bring stocking-boxes, glove-boxes, and hurry, hurry!' "'Oh, please!' 
Randy put himself firmly between Planetti and the determined Chilliwalla. The outer air does not hurt us at all, Mr. Chilliwalla. In fact, we like it. Just try to find a box big enough for me, invited Kabumpo, snatching up the little princess and setting her high on his shoulder. I think I have a packing box that would just fit, mused the chief boxer, folding his arms and looking sideways at the elegant elephant. Pack him up, pack him off, send him packing, chattered the other boxes, who had never seen anything like Kabumpo in their lives and distrusted him highly. But Chilliwalla himself was quite interested in his singular visitors and inclined to be more friendly. "'Better try our boxes,' he urged seriously, as he took the pile of bright cardboard containers an assistant had brought him. Without bragging, I can say that they are the best boxes grown, stylish, nicely fitting, and decidedly comfortable to wear. Ha, ha, rumbled Kabumpo, rocking backward and forward at the very idea. Mean to tell me you wear boxes over your other clothes and everywhere you go? Certainly, Chilliwalla nodded vigorously. Do you suppose we want to stand around and disintegrate? What happens to articles after they are taken out of their boxes?" he demanded argumentatively. "'Tell me that.' "'Why,' said Randy thoughtfully, "'they're worn or sold or eaten or spoiled.' "'Exactly,' Chilliwalla snapped him up quickly. "'They are worn out. They lose their freshness and their newness. Well, we intend to save ourselves from such a fate, and we do," he added complacently. <laughs> You're certainly fresh enough," chuckled Kabumpo with a wink at Randy. But might not these boxes be fun to wear? inquired Planetti, looking rather wistfully at the bright heap the boxer chief had intended for her. No, no, and no, rumbled Kabumpo positively. No boxes. As you wish, Chilliwalla shrugged his shoulders under his cardboard clothes box. Shall I unbox the horse? Better not, decided Randy, looking anxiously at the sparks issuing from the punctures in Thun's box. But perhaps you would show us the way through this, uh, this. Boxwood, finished Chilliwalla. Yes, I will be most honored to conduct you through our forest. And you may pick as many boxes as you wish, too, he added generously. I'd like to do something for people who are so soon to spoil and wither. Ha, ha! Now I'm sure that's very kind of you, roared Kabumpo, wiping his eyes on the fringe of his robe. And I think it best we hurry along, my good fellow. Ho, whither away! It would never do to have a spoiled king and princess and a bad horse and elephant on your hands. Oh, if you'd only wear our boxes, begged Chilliwalla, almost ready to cry at the prospect of his visitors spoiling on the premises. Then, as Kabumpo shook his head again, the big boxer started off at a rapid shuffle anxious to have them out of the woods as soon as possible. Thun, during all this conversation, had been kicking and bucking underneath his iron box, but now Planetti tapped out a reassuring message with her staff 
and the thunder-coat quietened down. On the whole he behaved rather well, following the signals his little mistress tapped out, and pushing the iron-box along without too much discomfort or complaint, though occasional indignant and fiery protests came puffing out of his iron container. Randy considered the journey through the boxwood one of their gayest and most entertaining adventures. The woodmen, in their brightly decorated boxes, shuffled cheerfully along beside them, stopping now and then to point with pride to the square box-like dwellings set at regular intervals under the spreading boxwood trees. The whole forest was covered by an enormous wooden box that shut out the sky and gave everything an artificial, unreal look. It was in one side of this monster box that Thun had burned the hole to admit them. Randy and Planetti, riding sociably together on Kabumpo's back, picked boxes from branches of all the trees they could reach, and it was such fun and so exciting they paid scarcely attention to the remarks of Chilliwalla. Even the elegant elephant snapped off a box or two and handed them back to his royal riders. "'Oh, look!' exulted Randy, opening a bright blue cardboard box. "'This is just full of chocolate candy!' "'Oh, throw that trash away!' advised Chilliwalla contemptuously. "'We think nothing of the stuff that grows inside. It's the boxes themselves we are after.' "'But this candy is good,' objected Randy, after sampling several pieces. "'And mind you, Kabumpo, Planetti has just picked a jewel-box full of real chains, rings, and bracelets.' "'Oh, they are netiful, netiful,' crooned the princess of another planet, hugging the velvet jewel-box to her breast. "'Keep them if you wish,' sniffed Chilliwalla. "'But they're just rubbish to us.' When we pick boxes we toss the contents away." "'Now that's plain foolishness,' snorted Kabumpo, aghast at such a waste, as Randy picked a pencil-box full of neatly sharpened pencils, and planetted a tidy sewing-kit fitted out with scissors, needles, and spools of thread. The thimble was not quite ripe, but as Planetti had never stitched a stitch in her royal life, she did not notice nor care about that. Indeed, before they came to the other side of the boxwood, she and Randy were sitting in the midst of a high heap of their treasures, and Kabumpo looked as if he were making a lengthy safari loaded up and down for the journey. Randy had stuffed most of the boxes into big net bags Kabumpo always brought along for emergencies, and these he tied to the elegant elephant's harness. There were bread-boxes packed with tiny loaves and biscuits, cake-boxes stuffed with sugar-buns and cookies, stamp-boxes, flower-boxes, glove-boxes, coat- and suit-boxes. Last of all, Randy picked a band-box, and it played such gay tunes when he lifted the lid, Planetty clapped her silver hands, and even Kabumpo began to hum under his breath. Traveling through the boxwood with kind-hearted Chilliwalla was more like a surprise party than anything else. To Planetti it was all so delightful. She began to wonder how she had ever been satisfied with her life on another planet. "'Are all the countries down here as different and happy as this?' she asked, 
fingering the necklace she had taken from the jewel-box. All our countries are grayling and sad. No birds sing, no flowers grow, and people are all the same. Oh, just wait till you've been to Oz, exclaimed Randy, shutting the bandbox so he could talk better. Oz countries are even more surprising than this, and wait till you've seen Ev and Janicki's red glass castle. You'll never reach it, predicted Chilliwalla, shaking his hat box gloomily. You'll spoil in a few hours now, especially the big one, loaded down with all that stuff and rubbish. Throw it away, he begged, looking so sorrowful, Randy was afraid he was going to burst out crying. Toss out that rubbish and wear our boxes before it is too late. Rubbish? Randy shook his finger reprovingly at the boxer. Why, all these things are terribly nice and useful. If we go through enemy countries, we can placate the natives with cakes and cigars. And if we go through friendly countries, we'll use the suits and flowers and candy for gifts. Really, you've been a great help to us, Mr. Chilliwalla. And if you ever come to Regalia, you may have anything in my castle you wish. Are there any boxes in your castle? Chilliwalla peered up at Randy through the slits in his hat-box. Not many, admitted Randy truthfully. You see, in my country we keep the contents and throw the boxes away. Throw the boxes away? gasped Chilliwalla, jumping three times into the air. Oh, you rogues, you rascals, you boxables, lefters, writers, boxers all, here, here at once, have at these box-destroying savages. Now see what you've done, mourned Kabumpo, as hundreds of the boxers, heeding Chilliwalla's call, darted out of their dwellings and came leaping from behind the box bushes and trees. You've started a war, that's what. "'Box them! Box them good!' shrieked Shillywalla, raining harmless blows on Kabumpo's trunk with his boxed fists. A hundred more boxed both Thun and the elegant elephant from the rear, and so loud and angry were their cries, Planetti covered her ears. "'Too bad we have to leave when everything was so pleasant,' wheezed Kabumpo. "'But never mind. Here's the other side of the boxwood.' Flatten out, youngsters, and I'll bump through." And bump through he did, with such a splintering of boards it sounded like an explosion of cannon-crackers. Thun, at three taps from Planetti, bumped after him, and before the boxers realized what was happening they were far away from there. "'I'll soon have that box off you,' panted Kabumpo and putting his trunk under Thun's iron box, he heaved it up in short order, screaming shrilly as he did so, for the Thunder Colt's breath had made the metal uncomfortably hot. "'I thank you, great and mighty master!' Thun sent the words up in a perfect shower of sparks. "'Let us be gone from these noxious boxers!' "'Oh, they're not so bad,' mused Randy as Planetti signaled for Thun to go left. Just peculiar. Imagine keeping the boxes and throwing away all the lovely things inside. 
and imagine a country where everything grows in boxes he added standing up to wave at chillywalla and his square-headed comrades who were looking angrily through the break in the side of their wall good-bye he called clearly good-bye chillywalla and thanks for the presents boxables hissed the boxer chief and his men shaking their fists furiously at the departing visitors and that makes us no better than cannibals i suppose grunted kabumpo looking rather wearily at the stretch of forest ahead he had rather hoped to find himself in open country. End of chapter 9